Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 12, and that's 100, or no, that's 206 episodes. I'm Craig. And I am a turnip. And Britt had his flu shot today, and he doesn't know where he is. I I have terrible reactions to every form of vaccine you can possibly give me. And so, like an idiot, I scheduled my flu shot on a day where we're recording. The it, left side of my body is sore. And it gave you my the wife flu. Says, right? It did that's not give it. me the flu. I Yeah. <laughs> I'm not one of those people because that's what everybody says. Oh, but you're you're complaining for nothing. The flu shot doesn't give you the flu. I didn't say it gave me the flu. <laughs> what I said was, and Craig loves when I get upset about stuff like this. He just he he just pats the rain. Just go right ahead. <laughs> it's amusing to me. Yeah. I, I, what I said is the vaccines and and shots of those nature make me very they they hit my system. Twenty four hours from now, I'll be fine. But for the next twenty four hours, everything's gonna ache. I'm going to live in a world of constant fatigue, and I feel stupid for having gotten it done today. So my wife says I'm like a grumpy old man. <laughs> I'm just going to shake my fist at the squirrels and yell at them to get off my lawn for a day or so, and then I'll be fine. But we don't have time to be. We don't have time to hear about my aches and pains. We have a whole nother week of football to go over. But first, let us start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? So tonight, I have this beer that uh, Sean brought back. For me, uh, oh. it's from Double. Now, see, this, the name of the brewery scared me because okay. the, brewery, the brewery's name is Double Barley Brewing, right? So automatically, you're thinking like barley wine, English yeah. style. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna hate this. Yeah, <laughs> but I can, this I can is see where um, I, this is called Touche IPA. <laughs> Touche. Uh, it is a heavily hopped American style IPA featuring five different hops, well balanced, easy drinking beer that pairs well with a variety of foods. This is our go-to beer all year long, so I guess this is one of their staple beers. You know, can I just can I just interrupt you for a second and say whenever somebody says this is a go-to beer, it makes me worried. <laughs> I mean that this is our signature, really. I, hmm. I you know, with the exception of like Two Roads I, and maybe like Treehouse, I haven't had good experiences with people who are like, "This is our signature beer." Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. It's very light. It don't like you hold up to the light. It looks like a lager. Um, it's in a bottle, so there's no there's no special sound effect. There's no sounds. Let's see. And I'm not drinking tonight, obviously, because I think I have the IQ of a turnip already. So not to mention Sunday, I had I had fair few beers <laughs> Sunday while we were watching football. I made a pilgrimage to Treehouse and came back with some delicious beers. And they were I don't know, did you drink anything on Sunday? I had like three of them. Did you really? I did. All right. Well, here's here's the breaking news. I still got like 12 more in my fridge and I kind of <laughs> need the space. So are you coming Sunday for football this week? I believe so. Great, because I'm bringing beer again. So bring something, but don't bring a ton of stuff because I'm bringing more Treehouse. Because I, as much as I love it, I I can't. I literally have lost half my fridge to cans need, of beer. See, you need a new fridge. You need a separate beer fridge. And my wife has been saying this. I've been saying this. It's just a space in our apartment thing, and we're talking about a new place next year. And that's absolutely, you know, last time we moved, my sole thing was get me someplace with air conditioning. Because our old apartment was so old, it didn't have any air conditioning, and it it couldn't you couldn't cool it or heat it properly at all. Right. So I wanted a modern place with air conditioning. Well, now I have that. Now I'm, I'm up in my bar a little bit. Now I want a place where I can actually have a mini fridge for my beer. So go. that'll be next. Okay, um, I'm drinking. I'm drinking soda. Let's hear about this. Uh, um, let's hear this about this beer. beer. <clears throat> it's very light. When you pour it in glass, it looks like a lager. Um, it's light very... penetration light. Yeah, it, it looks like okay. a lager. 
Um, it is very, very subtle on the IPA-iness, so it's it's not really bitter at all. It's kind of there. It's kind of there in the background, like, hey, everybody, I'm an IPA. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can see where they said this is their, <clears throat> it's a very easy drinking IPA, and I would say this is probably a good, if you are near this brewery, this is probably a good way to introduce someone to IPAs, as opposed to giving them, like, a glass of Road to Ruin. Um, oh, God. <laughs> so this would be... This would be a good intro into it, I think. Is the, is there enough flavor, though? When people say it's a lighter-tasting IPA, I always feel like lighter-tasting IPAs <clears throat> just taste like the Bud Light of IPAs. There's just not enough flavor it's, there for me. It, well, there's it's it's very mild compared to the beers that we usually have. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but it's there it's there in the background, and it's there with the, the aftertaste. Um, okay. It's very subtle. Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. Let's move on to Burning Hot Takes. Hey. All right, so uh, your turn to give first here, Craig. What have you got for me? What's burning on your mind tonight? Um, so, there's a team in California. Okay, there's several. There, There's several teams in California. This team is the Rams, and this team right now is 3-0, and right? Big, <clears throat> big improvement from last season. Um, didn't didn't so, we call this? We called this. We did. So we both question, said that Stafford would be good. We did. That was Go my on. question to you. So was it so with Stafford in being in Detroit for so long, was it Detroit holding him back? Did he just not have the right tools around him? Because clearly he's like one of, he right now he's probably the top one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And he's only been with the team for less than a year. There's an episode of The Simpsons where Homer is trying to get away, and Grandpa says, slip out the back door, I'll slow down the cops. <laughs> and when the cops bust in, Grandpa looks at Chief Wiggum and goes, all right, I confess, I'm the missing Lindbergh baby, wah-wah, I miss my airplane daddy. <laughs> and they stare at Grandpa for a minute, and then Chief Wiggum goes, are you just senile, or are you trying to delay us? And Grandpa said, and this is my answer to your question, a little of column A and a little of column B. <laughs> Stafford made a lot of mistakes in Detroit. There were times where he just looked bad. He threw a lot of bad picks. He looked like he didn't have any pocket presence, etc. He's got to own those bits. Conversely, you can make the argument if he had had more than one receiver in the decade he was there, then he wouldn't have had to throw so many forced balls. He wouldn't have had to hold the ball so long. If they had an offensive line, he wouldn't have had to worry about pocket presence. Mm-hmm. I do think I, Stafford is not the perfect quarterback. I'm not excusing Matt Stafford, John Matthew Stafford, as his mom calls him. I'm not <laughs> excusing John at all, but there's definitely some validity to giving the guy weapons and coaching. Hmm. Let's talk about that. You're not going to fix Stafford's mechanics at this point in his career, but coaching around the way he plays, I don't. I think for the first time in his career, he has a coach, a head coach, who actually knows how to use a quarterback with an arm. Right, and that I think matters. So if you're asking me who who where the 25 percent of the blame falls on Stafford, 75 falls on the Detroit Lions. And once again, I saw this coming. I said, I just had, if you go back to our ranking episodes, I had Stafford higher than everybody else. 
And I, I said it then, I'll say it now. I just got a feeling this is a good landing spot for him because he's going to have tools and access to stuff that he's never had before. What do you think? Is this Detroit? Is this location? Is this person? What is it? Uh, yeah, the same. I mean, he did make mistakes in Detroit. And you're right. The team overall was not good. And then when you're a quarterback trying to win games with a team that is not super good, you do you do hold the ball too long and you do you know, you've you've tried to force the ball in places you probably shouldn't. That's it. But you're so worried about trying to move the ball and scoring that, like, you know, that becomes secondary. So, right. Because you just want to make something happen, and then you wind up trying too hard, and then, well. That's exactly picks. it. Uh, That's yeah, exactly now I think it. he's, you know, like we mentioned before, he's, he's in the perfect place um, for where he is in his career right now. Um, so if, you know, uh, injuries aside... Uh, you know, I can see him finishing his career in L.A. at this point. Cause I think so. He's having an incredible, incredible season, and you're, he has the right coach with him. Because how long was Matt Patricia in Detroit? Because here's Not the thing: I, I don't he had think, a cup of coffee. <laughs> I don't think defensive coaches are. Not to take away from what they can do on offense, but I don't think they know how to coach quarterbacks usually. Mm-hmm. And it re- like it really shows if their team is kind of eh to begin with when they get there, like right. So, but yeah, I think he's I think he's in a good spot right now. So Stafford's first year was two thousand nine. Crazy, right? So two thousand nine to twenty twenty. I'm going to okay. So in two thousand like eight billion yards. <laughs> so he had Jim Schwartz in two thousand nine through twenty thirteen. Okay. Then he had Jim Caldwell for three years. Then he that. had Matt Patricia. Yep. Then he had Daryl Bevel and Robert Prince last year. And then Dan Campbell came in this year and said, adios. So he's really never had. And, and he's they never only had a Sean made... level offensive coach. Right. And they, they've, he's only made the playoffs three times his career. He's and three in the playoffs. And that's, that's, I'm looking at the team stats. It's entirely possible that some of those were injury misses. So, you know, I'm just saying, I mean, this is, oh my God, it's just so there's such a, that, that the Detroit lions are such a sad franchise. I know. And they've been around mm-hmm. forever. That's 1930 makes it, that's what makes it sadder 1930 was their first year as the Detroit Lions and you know they had their 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 last hall of fame coach was Joe Schmidt he retired in 1972 wow so you know i mean they have not had a jim caldwell one was was the old, last coach they had that was over 500 uh and he was 563 but like no i mean it's just oh it's just bad Patricia was 13 and 28. Schwartz was 29 and 51. Rod Marinelli, remember when they brought him in? He was 10 and 38. (laughs) God. Steve Mariucci was only won 35% of his games there. So, I mean, Bobby Ross was there? I totally forgot Steve Mariucci was there. Yeah. He was there for three seasons. 43 games. He went 15 and 28. Never made the playoffs. So, all right, for me. I want to bring your attention to one of the games from week three. Let me pull it up here. I'll do it live because, again, I have a turnip for a brain <laughs> right now. Uh, I want to draw your attention to the final game of week three, okay. which was the Cowboys and the Eagles. Jerry Jones's Cowboys, presented by Jerry Jones, by the way, and in, in Jerry Jones's Dallas Stadium. Cowboys 
put up 41 points on the Eagles. Mm -hmm. If the Bills had not put up 43 on Washington, it would have been the highest performance of the week. The Cowboys are 2-1. and one. Their only loss is to the reigning Super Bowl champions, and it was a close loss. Are the Cowboys for real at this point? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're better than last year, but that's not a, that's not a high bar that I know it's not. See, that's the thing. And so I don't, I don't know. Let me, hold on. Let me see. I don't have like Dak threw for two thirty eight and three touchdowns. Dak had a decent night. Zeke is at 95 yards, but you know why Zeke and two touchdowns, you know why Zeke didn't break a hundred yards because they're give they're sharing with Tony Pollard. Zeke had 17 carries. Pollard had 11. That is literally a shared backfield. Zeke averaged 5.6 yards a carry. They're both averaging, they both average over five yards a carry in that game. They're both really solid. Oh, let's see. Well, as of right now, let's let's go down the list of the of their games and let's see what we can what we have here. So the Cowboys are playing the Panthers next. Where? Uh they are playing in Dallas. That's probably a win. See, I don't know. Their def- I, with their defense, mm, I would put them it, losing that. But Two words. Chuba Hubbard. That's everyone's favorite word. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> telling you, I just, I, he looked good in relief for McCaffrey, but I, I don't think he can carry this team the way McCaffrey does. And, and we all, we know Sam Darnold can't carry this team. Well, we know is, that. Is Sam Darnold the, the, uh, the other Matt Stafford this season? He might be. He might be a younger. He might be a younger, less talented Matt Stafford on a, a less talented team, but a good team nonetheless. So okay. So I'm gonna say I. I all right. So I'm with Dallas. All right. Well, let's, we can put that as a toss up. All right. So next they are playing the Giants. That's a win. Yep. Next, then they're playing the Patriots. Win. <clears throat> next they're playing the Vikings in Minnesota. I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna say that's another toss up. So I'm going to go that they're three and one right now. Okay. I'll, t- I'll put those two games. I'll put Panthers and Vikings in a toss up. They'll win one of those two games, but I can't tell you which. Go right. on. Uh, next is the Broncos. Win. And next would be the Falcons. Oh, God. <laughs> the, Fal- I, the Falcons are so bad. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Then after that, in the towards the end of November. Wow, they're playing the 21st and then the 25th. That's going to suck. Um, they're in playing November? In November, because they're playing on... It's Cowboys, so they're playing on Thanksgiving. Oh, it's Sunday, Sunday, Thursday. Yeah, okay. Um, So next, they're on 21st, they're playing the Chiefs. Loss. And then on Thanksgiving... Chiefs play- will have it together by then. <laughs> next Chiefs will have it together the, by then. Uh, the Raiders on Thanksgiving. Raiders are better than I thought they were going to be. They are. But you know, I'm giving them a loss against the Chiefs, so I'll give them a win there. Okay. Uh, then next we have the Saints. Win. All right. Next is the. Uh, I was going to almost said Redskins. Next is Washington. Win. All right. And then they're playing the Giants. Win. I don't see them losing any divisional games this year. And then Washington again. Win. And then the Cardinals. Loss. And then finishing with the Eagles. Wins. That would be eleven and three. That would give them thirteen and four on the year. Let's view a margin of error of two, which means probably eleven. Let's say ten to thirteen wins is probably their window in the worst division in football. Yeah, they're in the, the worst NFC division East in football. 
is not good. <laughs> Without a doubt, the worst division in football. Well, the AFC is pretty crappy too. Yeah, but the, no, I don't think it's. I don't <laughs> no. think. I think if you total up the wins at the end of the year, the NFC East will have the fewest wins of any division in the league. I, I just, I do. I, I just, I, you know, I just don't see it. I don't see them. I mean, Miami could go to New Orleans, and I think they could give them a game. I don't see the Giants going to New Orleans and giving them a game. I just don't. So I'm gonna say they're, they're probably. I'm gonna say they're probably gonna win ten to thirteen games this year. Yeah, that's my guess. The, looking at this list, yeah, <clears throat> and, and that's so, easily enough to win a division. And the NFC East, it is. <laughs> and you know that that might hurt their record chances too, because and this is yeah. not a joke when I say it, it's going to sound stupid, but there's a possibility they wrap that division in like week fourteen. <laughs> not even joking, guys. I mean, they could be they could be they've got they could be like ten and three at that point with three games to play, and the next best team only has five or six wins. So it's possible. So you think their biggest challenges left for the year are, let's just say the Panthers, the Vikings, Vikings, the Chiefs Chiefs and Raiders and the Raiders. Those are the four games. I don't know which way to go on and probably the Cardinals. So I'd say those five. Oh yeah. So that's, that, that would be, that would be five more games. So that would be, if they lost all those games, that would be six losses. And that would be 11 and seven. I'm sorry. 11 and six would be 11 and six. 11 and six is getting you into the playoffs in the NFC East. Yes. It's getting you in. You know what could derail all of this? The same thing that derailed last year, injury. This is true. That's injury, Dax, Dax injury. and COVID, I guess. Yeah. By the way, can I give a personal shout out and thank you to the freaking Cowboys who targeted Dalton Schultz instead of Blake Jarwin and cost me a pool on fucking Monday night? <laughs> can I just do that right now? I had Blake Jarwin in the goddamn captain spot, and I'm like, as long as they don't throw to Dalton Schultz. I woke up, Dalton Schultz has two touchdowns. What was his numbers? Schultz has six for 80 and two touchdowns on seven targets. They targeted Jarwin twice. <laughs> Cedric and, Wilson had more targets than you know, Blake Jarwin. You know would have happened the other way around <clears throat> if you didn't have him in. That's it. So I think Schultz was tech. Well, Schultz was more expensive. I don't know if I could have afforded Schultz in that spot, but anyway. Okay. Uh, that was my question for you. What do you got for me? Uh, and the second question would be, uh, going back to the beer and Sean, if you look at the yes. Bears right now, the Bears are in disarray. Yes. And so I want to know, Mike Nagy, Mike Nagy, right? No. What's his name? Anyway, Matt Nagy, not Mike Nagy. Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy. You're asking me? I, I knew it was an I'm M. really conscious. <laughs> it's an M. Okay, anyway, <laughs> Matt Nagy. Yeah. He stated that the quarterback death chart remains unchanged. So right now, it is still Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, and then Nick Foles. And he is not and do you commi- know why? He's not committed to any one of them. Do you, th- like, so in your opinion, is he making it better or worse without naming one of them the starter? Here, here's, here's what he is, here is what he's doing. He is looking at the schedule, and he is seeing they're playing at home against the Detroit Lions this week. He is 150% banking on the Lions coming in there and getting the Bears their first win. (laughs) No, the Bears have one win. All right, it's their second win. Getting them back on track against the Lions. Because as we said after week one when the Packers lost, nothing gets you back on track like having your next game against Detroit. (laughs) The problem is, what if they lose to the Lions? 
All right, so let's we did it for the we did it for the Cowboys. Let's do it for the Bears really quick. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so they're playing the Lions. All right, so, so they've got they lost to the Rams, they beat the Bengals, and they lost to the Browns, so they're one and two. All right, I got a win against Detroit. That's two total wins. <clears throat> okay, next they are going to play the Raiders. Loss. And then they are going to play the Packers. At home, still a loss. And then they are going to play the Bucks In Tampa, loss. Uh, next, they are playing the 49ers at home. Loss. Then they're playing the Steelers. Loss. As Week they had- 10, they're playing the bye. Loss. <laughs> Uh, then they're playing the Ravens. Loss. Then they're playing the Lions again. Win. Then they're playing the Cardinals. Loss. And then back to the Packers. Loss. And then the Vikings. Loss. Then the Seahawks. Loss. <laughs> then the Giants. You know what? I'm going to say I'm going to give them a win on the Seahawks because one of these games they're probably going to pull out a win that I'm not expecting. So I think that's going to be the Seahawks. So Seahawks win. Giants definitely win. And then finishing the season with the Vikings. That's a loss. That puts him at five and twelve. Still, oh, and then, uh, and then I probably Matt Nagy is fired. It's you think Matt Nagy lasts the season, or you think he's gone before? No, no. Uh, I would not be surprised if they fire him at, at on the bye week in week ten, because don't forget in that stretch, I've got them losing to to Vegas, Green Bay, Tampa, Niners, and then the Steelers. That's five straight losses after this week. And I, here's what's going to happen. If he loses this week, hmm. it's Justin Fields all the way time. He's going to scapegoat Andy Dalton. Oh, so you he's think gonna so you think he's going to start Dalton this week, and then if they lose, just blame him? And go to Justin Fields. Then Justin Fields goes out there and goes 0-5, and, and all of a sudden, what does that put them at? 1-8 one and, one and, one and to start going into their bye week at 1-8. They will pull the trigger on Matt Nagy. That's my prediction. Do they That's do? My prediction. Do they do anything with Nick Foles? Like, do you think he even they, bothers they have putting to pay him? In? They do have to pay him. They have to pay him. No, you know what? This this is starting to smell. This is so much starting <laughs> to smell like the Eli Manning situation in his last his last full year there, where that he they they broke his streak just because they wanted to see what they had in upcoming quarterbacks. This is a desperate coach. Mm. He has got to be. If he's not desperate, then he's stupid, because he his job his job is in total jeopardy and complete peril. And if he doesn't see that, then I, I don't know what. Now we're saying all this. We can expect a call from Sean tomorrow. <laughs> Sean is our contributor. He's also a Bears fan. If he has not thrown something violently across the room at everything we've already said, he will call us to yell at us. But he is, he is, and let me, let me tell you guys something about Sean real quick. Sean is a Met fan. I'm a Met fan. Pain is our legacy. <laughs> Disappointment is our legacy as Mets fans. In football. I'm the reverse. But that's the thing. <laughs> Every year, Sean will come to be like, this is it, Britt. We've got it. We're going to be great this year. We got this. Oh, this is going to be good. This is, oh, this is a halfway through the season. Hey, man, we're still in first place. We got this this year. Oh, yeah. Nah. And then it's August. <laughs> but when it comes to the Bears... You weren't there for this on Sunday. So we're watching football at his place, and he's got the game on his phone. And I don't even have to know what's going on. Every so often, I just see him shaking his head and going, ugh. He just, he, the eternal optimist, the guy who sits there and every year, despite all evidence, thinks the Mets can rebound, is pessimistic about the Bears. Yeah. That's telling to me. 
if you're an eternal optimist, but you can't be positive about the Bears, then the Bears are really fucked. Yeah, especially after, I think, was it Justin Fields had, what, two positive yards? Yeah. Total last week? Yeah. <laughs> Not good. So, all right. Let's move on because uh, I'm, I'm taking too much time here, and, and I'm seriously starting to think I'm a hummingbird of some sort. Let's play America's Favorite Game. So if you haven't been here before, America's Favorite Game is where we give the over-unders to Craig. Or I don't give him the over-unders, but I give him the number of over-unders that are at least 50-plus. Why? Because there is a strong correlation between fantasy performance and teams that score big. Makes sense, right? You score more touchdowns, there's a more likelihood there's going to be players that go big on your team. So we take a look at this every week. Craig will have three strikes to tell me every game that has at least 50 points of an over-under. Last week, I nailed this with only one strike. Why? (laughs) Because it was freaking easy. The schedule was so conducive. Craig, this week, you have six games. Oh, my God. That have at least a 50 Uh, over under. Tell me one of the six games where there's at least a 50 over under. Uh, Okay, hold on. Let's see. Um, Okay, so let's go with Browns Vikings. Browns Vikings is a 53 and a half. Correct. Okay. All He's right. got the first one. So wait, before we go on, yeah, yeah. Browns Vikings fifty three and a half. Is there? I like both sides of the ball in this. I mean, if if you've got studs in this game, play them. I don't think either team has a spectacular defense. I, I might even use. I, I haven't. I got to look at the values and whatnot. But Alexander Madison comes into mind. <laughs> now, you know, he's not going to be cheap. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, I, I have no concerns about starting anybody on either side of the ball. If, you, if you're if you sitting there going, well, I don't know. Do I really trust Kirk Cousins? Yeah, in this game I do. Well, I don't know. Do I really want to give the ball? Do I want to really use Ch- Nick Chubb? Yeah, in this game you do. In DFS, absolutely. You can consider anyone in this game. Um. Okay, and what was the total on that one? 53 and a half. 53 and a half. I didn't okay. pull the line, so I can't do presumptive totals off the top of my head and get those wrong. But all right, all um, these are half points, by the way. Everybody, of course they are. Vegas, <laughs> Vegas must have had a shitload of pushes because all of these games are a half point. Every game on this list right now, not every game in the in the week, but every game that's over fifty is some number point five. They don't want any ties this week. Okay, let's see here. All right, let's go with your favorite team, Chiefs and Eagles. Chiefs and Eagles is the highest of the week at 54 and a half. <laughs> what happens when you have two teams with really good quarterbacks and no defense? We're going to find <laughs> out. That's essentially what it is. It's going to be 68 to 57. <laughs> Jalen Hurts threw 328 yards on the on the Cowboys in a losing effort, and the Cowboy defense is light years better than Chiefs. This get 54 and a half, I'll take the over. I'll take the over. Uh, This game is easily 35-31 at the end of it. Then you have Deshaun Watson arguing with fans. Not Deshaun Watson. Man, I'm screwing up everyone's name today. Who the hell are you talking about? Who's arguing with fans? What's his name? The guy on the Eagles. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you didn't hear about that? He was arguing with fans over, like, Twitter. Oh, everybody argues with fans over Twitter. Don't get me started. I banned two people on Twitter this weekend, (laughs) but I'm saving that for my final thought. All right. So, okay, you got that one right. Again... I'm using folks on both sides of the ball there. I'm not going crazy. 
don't go out and pick up Byron Pringle, but you might want to use Nicole Hardman. If you're in a pinch, you could yeah. probably use Nicole Hardman. <clears throat> it's probably cheap. Start your studs in that game across the board without reservation. All right. Um, okay, since we mentioned him before, let's go with uh, John Stafford and the Rams uh, playing the Cardinals. That is also – sorry, ice cube in my mouth. That's also 54 and a half. Good job. Cardinals at Rams. No reservations there either. Cardinals defense is better, but I still think the Rams – and I'm not concerned about Daryl Henderson return to practice. I'm not concerned. I would actually prefer Daryl Henderson to sit out at this point because Sony Michelle looked okay, and he got the lion's share of touches. And I think Sony Michelle is one of those players, and this is why he didn't succeed in New England, is because he gets better the more he gets touches. <clears throat> Look at the games where he had high volume in New England. Like there's two or three of them in the time he was there where he got a ton of touches, and those were his best games. Those were his best games percentage wise and yards per carry, all that stuff. So. I have no problem with starting folks on either side of that ball, too. You're three let's for three, man. See. Ooh. <clears throat> All right. Let's see. And now it's getting harder. <laughs> All right. It's definitely not the Jets. Um, this is what I did last week. I went down the schedule. I'm like, okay, I can, I can cross that one off my it's list. not the Giants. <laughs> Ironically enough, they're not even the lowest two on the board. They're not? Nope, there is a game lower than Giants at Saints. Giants at Saints is a 43 and a half. There is a game worse than that. Wow. Oh, man. There are no games under 42, by the way. Okay. Uh, the league the league is, is expecting scoring left and right, apparently. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this, but let's go with it. Let's go Seahawks-Niners. Seahawks-Niners is a 52 and a half. Wow. That's correct. <laughs> so... <clears throat> I won't use people on both sides of the ball here. I won't go liberal with this game. I think 52 and a half is a little high. I haven't liked what I've seen out of Seattle. Seattle should be much better than they are. And that concerns me. Yeah, I am I going. Mean, Kittle, yeah, Kittle go had a good week last week, finally. Um, mm-hmm. But he's going to be pricey. Yeah, I'm I'm bearish on that game. Um, I mean, in season long, I, I mean, I'm a big, I was, I've been a big DK Metcalf truther forever. And I still, I'm not selling low on him right now. I am, I am holding. Um, but in terms of DFS, I'm not touching that game. I'm going to probably try to avoid that game at all possible. I just don't, I don't like, I don't like the, the look of it doesn't feel good. And I think 52 and a half is too high of a line. I think that game that comes does, in the under. Yeah, I would agree there. Two more. Two more. Okay. Um, let's go with the game that I'm sure the media is going to hate. Uh, <laughs> let's go Bucks Patriots. Bucks Patriots is your first strike. That's a oh. 49 and a half. Oh. 49 and a half right on that line. And the reason that's a 49 and a half is because the Patriots have no chance of scoring more than 20 points. No Probably chance. Not. I mean, their offense is, <laughs> I mean, I, one of my, one of my friends who is a Patriot fan posted on Facebook this week. So a shout out to Mark. Mark posted on, on, on Facebook this week that, Every time he goes to Dunkin' Donuts, all he sees is New England Patriot logos everywhere. They've got they're all in on the New England Patriots. Yeah. So in honor of the New England Patriots, when they hand me my cup of coffee, I'm gonna drop it. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God. That was that was too good right there. Uh, that's good. So that's good. all right, so you got you got two strikes and two left. Damn it. All right. Uh, Don't overthink this. It's not the Texans. And it's not the Bears. <laughs> okay. Mm. 
Ah, uh, man. I already said the rain. Let's go. Let's go. Because the quarterbacks are the hot hand, let's go Raiders-Chargers. Raiders-Chargers is absolutely correct. That's a 52-and-a-half. Wow. 52-and-a-half, the same as Seahawks-Niners. I'm a little more bullish on this game. I think they're going to throw the ball a lot. A lot. If you're using Eckler, it's because you think he's catching passes. I'm probably not going to touch the quarterbacks, but I there are receivers who I'd be interested in here. I mean, Keenan Allen is going to do well. Uh, I mean, he's he's a stud. He may he he may be the self proclaimed best wide receiver in AFC. It doesn't mean he's not a good wide receiver. Um, and uh, the Raiders are throwing the ball over the place. A certain someone who shall remain, Craig, sent me a, uh, an offer today trying to acquire <laughs> Hunter Renfro, and uh, that I was did. not going to happen. Um, he is he is going to he is going to. And I'm I'm not opposed to selling Renfro. I will sell on Renfro because right now is a great time to sell high on Renfro. But I just I don't remember what, what you offered me. I just sell, was like I don't would want you that. Sell on Chase Edmonds. You know what? I can't. And that was, I think that's what killed that deal. Cause that was what you wanted, right? Was Renfro and Edmonds. Yes. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I can't sell on Edmonds because McCaffrey's out. Oh, that's Edmonds right. You goes into have, my starting you lineup. You have McCaffrey. <laughs> so, and I didn't get Chuba Hubbard because in the live league where we're, the league that Craig and I are talking about Chuba Hubbard went in like round seven. One of the guys came way up to get Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. That was unexpected. Was extra out of nowhere. I was having that conversation. I had that conversation with Sean the day before. And he said to me privately, he said, when do you think Chuba Hubbard goes? And I said, 9, 10 earliest. I said, he's got a lot of upside. McCaffrey has an injury history. But at, at in the seventh round, you're still drafting starters. You're still looking at starting players. There are still wide receiver two on the board. You are not drafting a stash and hope guy in round seven, and then one of our guys in our league went and did it. Now, he was right. <laughs> he was right. Chuba Hubbard is probably going to get the start for him this week, but it doesn't make it the right move. And that's, you know, that's the thing. He, it was the wrong move. He's going to get away with it. I'm going to check and see if he's starting Chuba Hubbard. I'm opening that right now. <laughs> but yeah. So oh. I can't remember. How, what, how did I get on this? What was I? <clears throat> Who am I where am I? Oh, because because I I picked oh, the Raiders Renfro. and Chargers, and it, yeah, Renfro. yeah, and I can't, I yeah, I'm looking right now. Oh my God, he's not even starting Hubbard. Oh my God, really? Wait, is Hubbard not projected? Hubbard's projected for 13 points. That's it. Yeah, maybe. I, I where's my projections? That's that's CBS's projections. Where's my projections? Chuba Hubbard's got to be higher than that. I've got him for 15. I've got it for 50 because I'm looking at the dude who's who has him. He's starting Nick Chubb. Okay. Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Indy isn't as good as we thought we, we was going to be. And DeAndre Swift. I don't start DeAndre Swift <clears throat> over freaking Tuba Hubbard. I don't know. DeAndre Swift finally played last week the way everyone thought he it, was going to. You, you would start DeAndre Swift over Tuba Hubbard this week with McCaffrey out? <sighs> that would be a tough call. All, yeah, I know, I all I know tight. is I had Swift on my bench last week and I lost because I didn't know he was going to play. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair right. enough. So there's enough. one. There's one more. One more, and you got two strikes. All right. So let's go with the, the teams that I picked. It was the Chiefs game right? Yep. You have Chiefs Eagles done. Right. You have Cardinals Rams done. Okay. You got Browns Vikings. Mm-hmm. 
You got Seahawks Niners. Mm-hmm. You got Raiders Chargers. Uh, yuck. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Since we just talked about it, because I can't see the Jaguars are not probably going to score a lot. The Jets are not going to score a lot. Washington mm, is probably going to win, but I don't see that game going over 50. Uh, let's Atlantis go. look really clueless. I got to be honest. Just clueless. Let's go. All right. Let's just go Panthers. Cowboys. Panthers Cowboys is correct. Wow. Big win for Craig. That's a 50.5. That is right on the line. Panthers Cowboys. And this leads into what I was talking about. The, the reason I brought up the Cowboys is because they scored 41 points by themselves is a 50. Even without them, if, if the if the Cowboys put 35 up, can, can this game go 35 to 16? Oh, sure. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I do. I think that's going to be a, a high-scoring game. I would take the over on that. I think Chuba Hubbard is going to – I think he's going to be a big part of what they're going to try to do. You can argue whether or not it will be successful. I don't know. But I think he's going to be a big part of what they do. So, Yeah. Yeah, so congratulations. Craig wins yeah, America's favorite you. game, which leads us right into the metric. Believe it or not, we're already 40 minutes in. So, all right. So I said to the metric, I, I, how, how was your week three DFS? Were you profitable? Uh, I was. I had I had my, two my, weeks in a row. You my, main, my main lineup scored like one, 177 Oh, my God. I'm just going to start using your lineups. <laughs> No, I don't want to curse you with that. But last two weeks, I've been off to tremendous starts. Like I had, and I had a couple. I had three lineups to score between one forty-five and one fifty, and none of them cashed. Wow. And that's right around one fifty is usually where I get upset if I don't cash. And I didn't get to one fifty, but I was just kind of like, eh, all right. I just, I, I'm off to a rough start this year, but that's okay. We can turn it around this week. So I said to the metric, I need a reliable quarterback that's going to score a ton of points and get me value. And the metric said, use Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, I've got him pegged for 25 points. His salary is 7K. That's a metric value of 3.6X. That's a solid play. Here's your problem. He's seven grand. That's a lot. <laughs> so I said, to the, I said to the metric, give me somebody who's value. And the metric said, Justin Fields. Duh. And I went, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> we don't even know for sure that Justin Fields is starting. Um, but they said, well, if he does start, he's only 5,200, which means he only needs 16 points. Now, the problem with using Justin Field and only getting 16 points from him is that's a lot of points you got to make up somewhere else. You yeah. get a lot of money to do it with. It's an extra $1,800 to do it with, but that's a lot you got to make up. So here's what I'm doing. I am going to keep an eye on the Justin Fields situation, but I'm probably not going to use Justin Fields this week. I'm probably going to use Matt Stafford in a lot of lineups, like a lot. I'm also going to keep a close eye. I know he's 8,100, but Patrick Mahomes, I have a feeling that there was a, there wasn't a point last week where Patrick Mahomes was absolutely screaming at the offense to figure this out. Like he had the entire offense around and he was, it was a pep talk, but you could tell there was unpleasant language going on in that (laughs) huddle. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, but it also wasn't, you guys are the worst team ever. So I think Patrick Mahomes is going to come out like a firestorm. So I'm probably going to use a lot of Stafford. 
I might have a share of somebody like Fields. I might reach. I might reach for just a Derek Carr at fifty nine hundred, but that's going to be unlikely. Those. I mean, those are the two guys. If you want veteran numbers, Derek Carr is fifty nine hundred and Garoppolo is fifty six hundred. But if you just listen to the last segment, you know I don't have faith in either of them. Those are the <laughs> two true. games I'm avoiding like the plague. So t- help me out. Who are you using this week? Who are you like in DFS at quarterback? So. I'm big on, on, like I mentioned before, I'm big on Stafford this year. He's still, he's at 7,000, so he's still at the range. He's expensive, but he's not, you know, he's not like, you know, 8,500. So he's still right. very he's still very usable. Uh, what I know, and you just mentioned him, I really like Derek Carr this week playing the Chargers because oh, Derek can't. Carr, but Derek, I don't know, Derek Carr is just having, it's, it looks like he's having a really good season finally, and He's fifty nine hundred. So, yeah, I, that's the thing. That's the thing. He is you true know, they're, value. They're playing Monday night, so they may not. You know, he's not available for the main slate. So, but still, yeah. So main slate, he's not going to be available either. So I mean, that's part of it too. Oh my <sighs> god, that Monday night showdown slate's going to be epic. That's going to be bananas. Chargers Raiders, you're going to need one hundred seventy five points to cash in a double up. <laughs> I'm not joking. Well, those those tend to be higher anyway. Yeah. Because people play them more like tournaments because shorter shorter number of games equals smaller. You have to take bigger risks. But yeah, don't be shocked. I mean, typically first place in games like that in a 50-50 is 230, maybe 240. <laughs> don't yeah. be shocked if you see a 275 on yep. some jackass who says, you know what, I'm going to put Darren Waller's third backup in the captain's spot because he's only $100. <laughs> he's going to catch... One touchdown for twenty five yards. <laughs> yeah, he can, he he gets targeted six times because something happens to Waller. Waller rolls his ankle, and they decide to keep him out as precaution. All of a sudden, the number three tight end has three catches for seventy five yards in the touchdown, and he's at like seven thousand x. What is that? Exactly. Three for seventy five. That would be ten point five. Then that would be sixteen point five points. Yep, it's say like a hundred dollars, or you know, some ridiculously cheap number. Yeah. That, that that's that's sixteen point five divided by point one. That's a hundred and sixty five x. And then all of a sudden, that guy's winning because the rest of his pool is all going to be the front line guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to running backs. So I said <laughs> to the metric, if I'm spending up at, at quarterback, I need to save money at running back. He said, "Don't worry about it. I got you. You're going to use Derrick Henry. How how am I using Derrick Henry at eight eight hundred? But he's going to have 29 points. Okay, that's great. And yes, it's at the Jets. And yes, he should have a massive game. Here's what's going to limit Derrick Henry's game. It's the Jets. He needs all those points in the first three quarters. Because in the fourth quarter, he's sipping tea. That game is going to be 35-6. to The defense is going to be running over the Jets. Tennessee is going to be comfortable, and Derrick Henry is going to get a is going to get in, on the bus. Don't be shocked if Derrick Henry is showered and on the team bus when the fourth quarter starts because the Jets are getting beat that bad. <laughs> so I'm kind of bearish on Derrick Henry this week. So I said, give me somebody else. He said Joe Mixon, and I said that I can get behind. Hey, he I can is get the on the Joe two Mixon running train. back in the league right now, <laughs> and he's number two in terms of points on my board this week. It's a bad week for running backs this week. The only guy who I have over 20 points is Derrick Henry. Joe Mixon's, I got him slated for 19 points. That's at 6,500. Well, that's not value. It's right on the line. It's close. And I think they're going to run all over Jacksonville. 
the only thing shocking to me is the next guy down on my list is a little is even cheaper, and that's David Montgomery at fifty eight hundred. So if I'm paying up for running back, I'm probably using Mixon and Montgomery a lot, like a lot, lot. So who do you like that's this fair. week? So this week, because you're right, because you know Mixon's playing Thursday tomorrow. Um, oh Mon- crap! That takes him out of the main lineup. Montgomery, his problem is he's on the Bears. I don't. But it's uh, Detroit. It is okay. True, it is Detroit. That is true. And uh, they're but, scared to throw the ball, no matter who the quarterback <laughs> is. But two people I'm looking at, and, and don't be upset, only because they're, they, these defenses are not good. Is is Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Miles sure. Sanders? Because they're and, both in the same game. In the same game, and they're both right in the middle. So I think, uh, let's see, uh, Clyde Edwards yeah, can, is 54, and Miles Sanders is 64. Can we take a quick, I know we're short on time. We're, oh, we'll go a few minutes over today. But can we just take a quick momentary victory lap that we, last week, everyone and their mother, the New York Post was putting out articles, trade Clyde Edwards-Hilaire now, bench Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He had 95 yards and a touchdown. Yes, he fumbled again. Yes, he fumbled again. Okay. Tiki Barber used to go through these little bouts of fumbling too, but I'm going to say it right now. We were fucking right not to panic on Hilaire. That's right. The chiefs lost a close game, a close game where they passed a lot and we were, and Hilaire still got fed. Do not panic on Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I don't know how much more clearly we can say this. Yeah, we'll have to make a billboard. I I feel like we have to do it. He averaged 5.9 yards a carry last week. That's a lot. (laughs) 17 carries for 100 yards, 5.9 yards per carry. Well, this touchdown was receiving. Still got in the end zone. I'm telling you right now, if if, if somebody called, if the guy who owns Hilaire in our league, and it's not somebody I I think I could call and trade with because he knows I love Hilaire, but... If that if he called me right now and said I'm looking to move Hilaire, I just don't feel good about it. I would make the deal. I would he make would the deal. It. If he called me right now and said I'll send me send me McCaffrey for Hilaire straight up, I would probably do the deal. Wow. Not because Hilaire is better than McCaffrey, but because McCaffrey is already hurt. He's going to miss at least one week. Who knows how many weeks he's going to miss? And who knows if he's going to get hurt again? And yeah, I mean. So yeah. All right. So the, all right, I'm done with that. All right, moving on. All right, so I see that. I, I I don't mind Hilaire. I've never been a big Miles Sanders guy, but I've got him at 16 points, and I think that's 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 doable too. So, all right, wide receivers. Okay, listen, if I'm spending up a quarterback, and I gotta pay for Derrick Henry, you gotta give me something I can use. And the metric said Darnell Mooney. The metric has said Darnell Mooney every week this season so far. Every single time. Do you know how many times he's made value? How many times? Exactly zero. <laughs> In the first week, he had tw- he had 12, 12.1 points. Okay, that was close. Last week, he had one catch for 25 yards. 3.5 points. The metric was... I, I don't know why my, my, my simulations keep bringing this up. It's 12.7 points. I'm not touching him. No. I will touch him only in the most desperation. So I said, give me something better. Jacoby Myers. No. Well, he's only 5,200. Next, Jalen Waddle. Okay. I'm not a big Jalen Waddle guy, but at 4,900, he's doable. The guy I'm really targeting this week, you're going to love me. I'm targeting Jamar Chase. 
5,900. I've got him for 17 points, and I think that's a conservative estimate. Rookie of the week last week. I think he goes, I think he has a possibility. He has a ceiling of 20 to 22. I like him. I like LaVisca Chenault in that game because I think that they're going to try and start targeting him now that there's now that defenses are starting to figure out what Jacksonville is doing. I think they're going to start going to Chenault as an outlet option. He's been really quiet to start this year. He has been. And thusly, he's down to 4,200. It's not that I think Chenault's going to go off. I've only got him pegged for 12 points, but he he's need only 4,200. <laughs> he had four catches for 100 large yards last week. His targets have been going down, but his catches have been going up. That should tell you something. That should tell you something. Okay, so I'm so, so those are the guys I'm looking at. I'm looking at Jamar Chase. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Lavishka Chenault as 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 value odd options. I, I'm done talking about Darnell Mooney. <laughs> so what do you like this uh, week? You know, if I'm using if I'm using Stafford, I'm probably I might pay up for Cup. That Cup. Um, where do we have Cooper? Oh, we have him at 19 points. Yeah. He's 7,800. He's 7,800. So that's, that's the problem. That's the problem. You know, Bob Woods, he is 5,300, but you know, right now Stafford isn't targeting Woods as much as cup. So that is the issue, but you know, Woods is much cheaper. You and know, who's really disappointing to me. Who? Rondale Moore is up to 4,600. Really? Yes. Wow. I mean, the kid's off to such a great start and I, I know, but I mean, he was such a sneaky option in week one. And now, I mean, his, he's, and he's catching, he's catching everything. He's been, keep in mind, Rondale Moore has been putting up decent numbers. He's only been targeted 15 times, but he's caught 13 of them. He doesn't, they don't miss. When they go to Rondale, they connect. True. And that's the thing. So he's only got 183 yards and one touchdown through three games, but it's only because he's he's but he's catching at 86. percent It's crazy. Um, right, go on. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. And then you know I kind of and he's you know he's playing Thursday. I do like Tyler Boyd because right now T Higgins is still out. So yeah, Tyler Boyd is 5200. So that's another option if you are playing a Thursday game. I think Boyd's going to draw a lot of attention, and that's going to open up Jamar Chase a little bit. I don't think they have anybody who can keep up with Jamar Chase if they go if they send him down the field. I think if you line him and Boyd up right next to each other, put Chase in the slot, and just tell him to take off, true, and just have Boyd run a, run a, a basic uh, out and in kind of route. All of a sudden, you're going to find out that the guy who has to cover Chase is going to be caught on his heels because Boyd's going to make that cut, and for half a heartbeat. That, and they just takes. traded. <laughs> they just traded one of their cornerbacks um, for Dan Arnold. It, it, for he's he he stutters oh, one yeah, step. That's right, they and did. Jamar Chase is gone, and yeah. it was a guy they weren't happy with. I'm drawing a blank on the kid's name. His second year, they weren't happy with him. But that's all it takes is one sidestep to say, "Wait a minute, this might be a, this might be an in route to Boyd. I better just creep. I better I'm gonna, I'm gonna take one half step here instead of a full step." And Jamar Chase is gone. True. And then it's a matter of can can Burrow hit him, and Burrow is hitting him more and more, and that's I so I, that's why I like Chase in this. I I don't like Boyd because I think Boyd is going to be and and if they do if they overcommit to Chase, then you're right they're going to target Boyd because Boyd's going to have one on one across the middle in situations like that, and I think they're going to do that a lot. Go out ten mm-hmm. yards and cut, mm-hmm. and Jamar yep. Chase, you just keep going wherever the wherever <laughs> the help doesn't go. That's, that's what I'm targeting. Joe's throwing it exactly. <laughs> So it's still it's still like a three second drop. 
It's less than a three-second drop for him to make a decision, and it's an easy decision to make. You see that second guy over there, the one wearing number 40-something? Wherever he goes, you don't throw there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because they are not you chase is too fast and Boyd is too sure-handed for you to risk it. You have to they're going to have to pick commit. One. Yeah. They're going to have to commit. Now the op, the only thing you can do then is you got to bring your free safety across. You see that lineup and you see the two of them next to each other and you think that's what they're going to do. You got to have that free safety creeping over and he's got to pick up Chase. Now it's a timing situation. Now you audible at the line, and instead of tearing down the field, Chase tears down the field for 20 yards and stops right in between the two defenders. And he's like, all day, bro. All day, bro. <laughs> Pretty much. All day. It's been working. It has been working. It's, it's do doable. You have the tools <laughs> to do it. Those three guys are the tools you need. All right, I'm sorry. I'm getting sidetracked. So uh, I like those picks. I like those picks a lot. All right, so I went to the the the, uh, the metric, and I said, talk to me about tight ends. And they said, Jack Doyle all day long. And I went, Jesus Christ, can I have one year where Jack Doyle does not creep to the top of the metric for reasons I cannot understand? He does every year. Every year, Jack Doyle ends up at the top of the metric. Every year. So now I'm thinking to myself, did he have a good game against Tennessee? No, he had one catch for 10. So what on God's green earth makes my my algorithm think he's going to have a good game against Indy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But he is uber cheap. Uh, hold on. I just lost it on my computer screen. He's 2700 If you're spending up everywhere else, all you need to do is all you need from Jack Doyle is eight points. Eight points. And you're 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 eight point one technically, but yeah, eight points. Can he get eight points? Probably. Uh, maybe. Are I there mean, better options out has, there? Um, wait, who's wait? Is Wentz back? Oh yeah, he's back. Okay. No wait, no no no. I've got Jacoby Brissett starting. Sorry, I've got Jacoby Jacoby starting. Maybe is that no. old info? No, I think you're right. No, I've got Wentz. I've got both Wentz. Why are they both in the metric? That's a little odd. I have them both ranked. Okay, maybe this is maybe maybe and I, again, I ran these numbers this morning. I'm a vegetable now. I think I ran what if situations for both of them. Like what if when starts? Uh, he was active for the Titans, and there's nothing in here that says he's okay. Yeah, he's he's going to start this week. Wentz is going to start. This oh week. no! Well, because Brissett, well because Brissett is starting for the Dolphins. That's why. Oh geez, that's why I'm getting myself confused. I got the wrong team in my head. Oh he my was, god! He, he was I need to go to bed. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So yeah. Wentz is back. I, I, I'm gonna. I'll use him if I have to, but I'm gonna try not to. Um, other options at tight end: Evan Ingram, nine points against New Orleans, but he could also not play any given moment. I really don't like anybody. If you want to really reach, and this is such a kind of, I would not recommend this. Tommy Tremble. In Carolina, they've been using him out of the backfield. They've been using him all over the place. He's still only 2,500. He gets one touch that turns into a score, and he's in value. But that's a real desperation play. I'll probably play Doyle over that. So I don't know what to do this week in tight end. Craig, help me help me figure out the tight end. Uh, so in tight end this week, uh, the one because he's kind of like he's towards the towards the lower end. He's 3,600. It's Dawson Knox. Uh, he's having a Can really we trust good year. Him? Uh, against Houston? Yes. 
Yeah, like, you're probably right. Because then, you know, you're looking at, at you're looking at Waller. You know, he's seventy one hundred. Kittle. He did have four for forty nine at a touchdown against Washington. Kittle's fifty nine, so that's possibility. But like, I'm not gonna. Maybe in it, like if I do it, captains, I would look at a uh, Kelsey, but he's eighty one hundred. I don't think I can. Yeah, he's spend way too that. expensive. I don't think I can. Spend way too that. expensive. So you know what? It's interesting, and I know it's a small sample size, but I'm looking now at his stat sheet. Who's? You know what's different? Uh, Dawson Knox. Mm-hmm. You know what's different? Last year he caught fifty four percent of his passes. The year before that he caught fifty six. This year he's catching eighty three. Holy shit. <laughs> He's only got 12 targets. Okay, again, small sample size. We're talking three games. But still. But he's been targeted 12 times. He's caught 10 of them. He only dropped one pass last week, and I don't know the nature of that pass. Maybe. So the question is, his target share is up is somewhere between three and five a game, typically. Are they mm-hmm. gonna if, if he gets targeted five or six times a game, he's gonna be value. Yeah. I like that pick. How much was he? Uh, 3600 I like that way better than spending 2700 on Jack Doyle unless I absolutely need that $900 somewhere else yeah I mean unless you really you know spent up on receiver let's say oh and then really really me. quick about receiver uh, yeah. Titans Julio Jones and AJ Brown might miss the Jets game I don't know who their other receivers are <laughs> seriously yeah they both Do they have, even have anybody else they both have hamstring issues well, Gage, is Gage going to play? Atlanta Falcons. Titans. Depth chart. Titans. Oh, that's right. He's, <laughs> I need to go to bed. That's why I'm talking about Russell Gage here. I'm thinking the freaking, oh my God. Get your flu vaccine, folks. Okay, well, Chester Rogers. Who? <laughs> he's listed as the starter because they start a three wide receiver set. But let's see, other names. Nick Westbrook. Ekine, I can't even pronounce his name right. Uh, Josh Reynolds, Cameron Batson. Oh my God! Any of these guys Josh, could potentially go off. I sort of remember Josh Reynolds. Everyone but you else, know what? Not so much. I I don't know. You know what? That makes me think. That makes me think. Remember, I said Derrick Henry might be on the bus in the fourth quarter. That makes me rethink that stance. He might be in the whole game, possibly. <laughs> or do or do they get so far ahead that they you, you really want it? You want a deep reach? What about Jeremy McNichols? He's the backup running back. Wow, I don't know. He's got five carries for 18 yards this year. That's epic numbers. <laughs> the backups touched the ball five times in three games. He's averaging 1.3 carries a game. Oh, my God. You know what? There's... Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. I might... I might... I definitely... I'm definitely going to fade... I'm definitely going to fade Tannehill now. I might just avoid their passing game altogether. And if I'm going to take anybody, I'm going to take Dare. I'm going to take Henry. Yeah, Good in call. That game, in that game, yeah. Yeah. Good call. So, all right, really quick. Defense is way over time. Pick one. Defense is draft one. <laughs> the um, the metric says the Jets are the way to go. I mean. Because they're only two grand. And, you know, if both of those receivers are out, Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you're, the other option, which is the one I'm looking at, is the Colts. They're at Miami. I've got them targeted for seven points. They're 2,700. That's probably the one I'm going to go with. But in a pinch, I, if I need to save that 700 bucks, I'll save that 700 bucks and go with the Jets over the Colts. I'll tell you this: we just talked about using Dawson Knox over yeah. Jack Doyle, even though it costs us 900 bucks. If I'm 200 short and I can get there with Dawson Knox 
by using the Jets instead of the Colts. <laughs> I will I will downgrade from the Colts to the Jets to upgrade from Jack Doyle to Dawson Knox. I will do that in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Who do you like at defense this week? Does anybody uh, jump out to you? <clears throat> so this week, yeah, you know, I always tend to try to go cheaper on defense. Uh, last like last week, I used the Bengals defense a lot. This yep. week, honestly, after seeing them play last week, and they really should not have lost that game, is the Lions defense playing Chicago. They're That's 20, not a bad call. How they're twenty two hundred. They? I mean, they okay. They came very close to. I mean, it, and if you watch the replay, they probably shouldn't have. They should have got that delay a game call, but right. um, they. And let me be clear, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no finish. Say, they held. They held the Ravens in check pretty well. So, I'm thinking. I apologize. I, I've stepped all over you all all episode. <laughs> so you right. just go. I think they can. Do, I definitely think that they can do it with the Bears, seeing as the Bears are in such disarray right mm. now. I can see that. What I would just what I wanted to chuck in is people are going to sit there and go, "Well, wait a minute, Buffalo, Houston. You got to start the Buffalo defense against Houston, right? Yeah, if you want to pay up for it." It is the best defense on the board, but it's also 4,300. That's a lot. <laughs> I've got them targeted for eight points. Defenses don't project for a lot. In DraftKings, they can score you 20, but they can also score you negative 10. So we t- I tend to play very towards the middle. Do you want to pay $4,300 for a guy who's got an, a, a baseline of eight points or 2700 for the Colts at seven points? I'll save the 1600 and take the extra and take, lose one point there. Because that 1600 can be funneled somewhere else. So mm-hmm. what I'm hearing is we're saving it defense and tight end so we can spend up to get Derrick Henry and better quarterback play. Uh, yes, in those words. All right. Sounds like a plan. I, I think I get on board with this. You know, we got to move on to final thoughts. We are way over time. Craig, what's your final thought this week? Um, <clears throat> my final thought this week... As you know, for right now, it's going to be the same as last week where don't overreact on things like Clyde Edwards Hilaire, perfect example. Don't overreact on on things these, you know, various media outlets say because they all say that the same thing. Because being a Bengals fan, after watching that Bengals Steelers game where the Bengals won in Pittsburgh, you know what everyone's everyone's topic was? Oh, well, Big Ben it's because Big Ben's done, that's that's why they lost. It wasn't about the, what how good the Bengals were compared to how bad the Steelers were. So, you know, just don't overreact to what people people say and then, you know, make your own decisions with your fantasy teams. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Uh, my final thought is just if you didn't hear the news, if you're not air quotes in tune with the industry, uh, Mike Taglier of Fantasy Pros, we lost him uh, last weekend at age 39 to COVID-19. Um, our thoughts are with his family and his wife in particular, um, Tabby. Uh, she posted the news, the, the news, the news on uh, Twitter. Um, reaction came in from all over the place, and uh, we were we were very sad to hear about this. Uh, if you don't know Mike Taglier, he was known as Tags to most of us in the industry and most of us who listened to him. Um, he was with the Fancy Pros for a while. He did a couple years with Pro Football Focus before that. I can remember listening to him on Sirius XM. Um, I believe he did the pro, pro football focus show before Jeff Radcliffe did, or he did it with Jeff Radcliffe, but uh, he was a great, great analyst. Um, he was vaccinated uh, and he was a former smoker as well. And uh, that was, I think, you know, those kinds of things. That's why you don't mess around with this COVID stuff. 
So our 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 thoughts are with him. Uh, I also want to kind of put out there that we did we banned two people this week on Twitter from our page. One of which who came out and started spewing nonsense about the vaccines causing heart failure, and that that was clearly what happened here was that I think the exact words were we can infer in fear he infer sorry infer he died from a heart attack. No, we can't infer anything. COVID is a terrible disease that we know terribly little about because guess what, folks? While we've been dealing with it for over a year and a half, we only have a year and a half's worth of data on it. We're still trying to figure out the best things we can do for it. So we banned that asshole, and I will clearly call him an asshole on the air. I hope he's listening, and if he is, you're an asshole. Um, and when we banned that guy on the air and, and put our line in the sand and say, listen, don't politicize um, COVID vaccinations on our Twitter feed, I immediately got a response from somebody who told me that this was left-wing communist bullshit that you, uh, if you don't agree with somebody, you censor them. Uh, and so the ban hammer came out again and that guy got an instant ban and I had to put out there again, listen, we lost a person here. This isn't about political leanings. This is about a guy who wanted to be there, take care of his family, who did the right thing and got the vaccine and still ended up dying from it. Our thoughts should be with them and our thoughts should be, you know, keeping ourselves and everyone else safe, not bullshit about what your political leanings are. And that really, really triggered me on Sunday. Now, Craig has always been on our podcast, The Voice of Reason. I get triggered (laughs) easily and often. Craig is usually the one who's like, all right, settle down. Don't overreact. Don't put anything up on Twitter. I showed these two posts to Craig on Sunday and his tweet, his text back to me was, what the fucking hell? And that's when I went, all right, you know what? We're going to let the ban hammer swing wild and free today because it's just not appropriate. You guys sit there and tell me, well, you're just going to ban me for my opinion. I like nachos is an opinion. Nachos cause an incurable disease is not an opinion. It's a (laughs) falsehood. True. This is what drives me nuts. Well, I'm entitled to my opinion. Okay, what's your opinion? My opinion is that watching Star Wars causes your balls to shrink. That's not an opinion. That's just straight up bullshit. You have no evidence. Show me evidence that says anyone has ever had shrunken testicles from watching a Star Wars movie. Although I think I did get close in Attack of the Clones. Because that was just so much political intrigue and... You know, the epic story of my brother halfway through that movie when they're on the boo and they're making kissy face at each other. And my brother literally looked at me in the theater and went, when is somebody going to lose a hand? <laughs> you know, because he was here for Star Wars. He was here for lightsabers and battles and and good versus evil. And he's getting fireside chats. <laughs> and that was that what drove him nuts. So if anything's going to shrink your balls, that would be it. But the, the bottom line is, don't mistake misinformation for opinion. You're entitled to an opinion. You're not entitled to spread rumors about a dead guy and then blame other people for it. Tags deserves better than that. And that's why I wanted to bring that up today. I just, it pisses me off that we just lost one of the best analysts in the business. And if you didn't read his stuff, you should. He used to write a weekly article called The Primer that I read every fucking week. It was so good. So good, his work. And we've lost him to COVID. And then you're going to add insult to injury by trying to turn it into your personal stand where you can sit there and say whatever the fuck you want. Not on my page. Not, not a, this, this is a hard line in the sand for the Fig Nuts team. And that's what I said when I sent out the, the, the text to everybody. This is a hard line in the sand for us. We're not going to let that. We're not going to let that. So 
Rest in peace, Tags. Thank you for all your work. Our wishes are with your family. There is a GoFundMe set up by Fantasy Pros. You can find it by going to the Fantasy Pros website or by going to the Fantasy Pros Twitter. It has gratefully raised a ton of money. I was more than happy to push the donate button on that one ourselves. So um, so on that somber note of don't be an asshole on Twitter, which I feel like we have that like, God, it's got to be like three times a year. My final thought turns into don't be an asshole on Twitter. Yeah. So, I mean, wait, so does that pass this past Sunday? Does that count as two times or is this one time? No, well, I'm only ranting about it once. I'm getting, okay. I'm getting, I'm getting value gotcha. here. This is a two gotcha. for one. <laughs> this is a two X rant. You're getting two <laughs> rants out at the same time. But I mean, guys, I just, I don't understand it. And that comes from a guy who is admittedly a screaming liberal himself, has all sorts of political opinions. When somebody dies, it's not the time to start talking about your bullshit. It's not. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, oh, one last quick thing regarding yeah. the GoFundMe. I also shared it on our Twitter. So if you go to FignutsDFS on Twitter, number one, don't at me with bullshit. Number two, if you scroll down a couple of posts, you'll find the GoFundMe link. Please feel free to, to go check that out. The other thing you should check out is whatever podcast directory you listen to, you should leave us a review. We're listed on several, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. See what I did there? I listened to a couple of podcasts this week. That was good. And 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 instead of the guy listing them off, he was just like really professionally sounding, reading a script, and he was like, whatever podcast directory. So I just kind of stole that. <laughs> nice. Oh shit, we're still live. Whatever <laughs> podcast directory you're listening to us on, leave us a review. It only takes you a minute, but it helps us promote the podcast and keep doing the wonderful work we're doing. Also, reach out to us on Twitter. Reach out to us on Facebook. We are the Football Fignuts Podcast there. And you can also reach us by email by emailing fignutsdfs at gmail.com. All right. I'm out of breath. I'm literally a potato sitting in a chair talking into a microphone. I need to go to bed. <laughs> Craig, thank you for all your work this week. Thank and you. thank you for, for, for your excellent work today because I, I needed it. So we'll be back next week for week five. Uh, enjoy week four, make some money. Uh, until then, my name is Britt the Potato. <laughs> I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Hi, Deb. <laughs>